What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Boston Coffee Talk with Muffy. What's up, what's up? It's Muffy. Ladies, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is episode seven, and I hope that you guys are enjoying it. I really do. Now, today I'm going to touch upon... um. Obviously, I touch upon multiple topics in 30 minutes, <laughs> but, um, you know, I wanted to bring, I wanted to tell you guys, people that from like, you know, listen from all over and people that listen from Boston. Um, as you all know, we have a huge drug problem in America today and overdose awareness month and day is well, they like to say, they like to call Overdose Awareness Month all month of August, but they actually, in Boston, celebrated here on August 31st, where we let off black balloons for the, you know, um, the people that have passed from overdoses on drugs. Um, out here in Boston, fentanyl, meth, crack, all that stuff is a huge, huge factor, and um, it's really big, and it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like either you do drugs or you don't. <laughs> I mean, there's really no in-between. I mean, if you want an in-between, I guess, you know, that would be like, I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's hard. It's just that the, you know, the epidemic is real. Um, the drug epidemic is real down here. We used to have um, a place in Quincy that would hold like 4,000 homeless people and addicted people. Um, there used to be a lot of programs on this island. And then all of a sudden after, God, I can't even tell you, like, I remember this bridge, right? This bridge would take you right onto the island, okay, in Quincy. It would take you right there. And this bridge was the scariest motherfucking bridge ever, ever, right? But, like, it was scary because, like, you could tell, like, it could probably collapse at any minute, you know? Like, it's one of them bridges. Just like the Tobin Bridge in Boston, like, it's been up for so long. But they keep working on that one. But they never worked on this one. Needless to say that um, our lovely mayor and governor, shout outs to them. That's why it's so important. Like if nothing has showed you in this pandemic to vote for your state reps, get out and rock that fucking vote for your state reps. My state reps are coming up soon and I'm going out and voting. Fuck this shit. After what these governors and mayors have done to us with this pandemic, fuck that. Anyways, back to the bridge. So a few years back, they claimed the bridge undeemed, like, you know, unfit to use. After, like, I mean, since I've known it for 20 years, like, you know what I mean? It was all, all of a sudden redeemed unfit to use. So now we have 4,000 addicts. Not even, like, just 4,000 addicts on that island alone. 
you know, um, that there was a, there was like three shelters there. There was, there was so many women's programs, child's women, child's programs, so many programs, so many programs. And they shut that down guys. Do you know how big that was for Boston? Like to a have that and have that, like, you know, where they can go instead of like being like, where like, instead of like San Diego or Skid Row in LA with tents everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like we had the resources. We, we have really great resources out here for addiction. We really do. Um, in the past 20 years, I have to say that it is like, you know, it has gotten to the point now where it's all about the money, which is really sad. Um, you know, like I've heard in New York, like it takes like a while to get into a program or like a, like a week or something to get into a detox. We're lucky in Massachusetts where we can get in like within hours to a detox out here. But anyways, fast forward a little bit more about this island and all that. Um, so they just, everybody, it was condemned. Everybody had to be out by 5 p.m. that day, a few years back when they condemned the bridge. Everybody. Okay. Now this is what, uh, Maya did. Okay. And now we got 4,000 homeless people and plus more, you know, meth has in, um, and phenomenophens, you know, the meth that has increased. Oh my God. I can't even tell you in the past four, let me see. Yeah, in the past three years, it has climaxed to a whopping, like, all right, the fentanyl and the meth are, like, neck and neck with each other here. The fentanyl used to be wicked famous, and people used to smoke crack, yes. But the meth is huge here in Boston now. I know it's huge down south and stuff like that, but I just, I can't believe it. So now we even got more kids and, like, you know, more younger kids coming out into Boston from other parts of like Massachusetts, because now we have the meth mile tents, everything. So they got rid of that place where everybody could go, you know, and sleep and have a night and not be on, you know, Massachusetts Ave in Boston, near Boston medical center up that whole street and Melena Cass Boulevard. And now they're setting up places for you to actually, they're called safe havens for actually, even during COVID, they had a drone zooming in. And I mean, this is very controversial out here right now in Boston about this whole thing and the drones and, and like, you know, um, everybody was like, Oh, well, they weren't, you know, shooting up, but they weren't doing anything on camera. No. But our city and our state is allowing this to happen to our people. They are giving them a safe haven and letting them sit there and nod out. And just letting them, And I get it. It's a safe place so nobody dies. But what the fuck, Massachusetts? What the fuck? You just, and this is why being a democratic state is not good. I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi city, San Francisco. Is that her? Is that her fucking city? It's yeah, I think it is. Uh, San Diego, right? San Diego. They're fucking stepping in human feces over there. 
That's disgusting. And we got this lady in office for 45 motherfucking years. But you know what? I believe that the evil is definitely, you know, being shown in full effect. And I do believe that you people are seeing this. But um, it's crazy. So they shut down the bridge, right? Now they want to build condos. Now they want to build condos on this island, okay? They, they knock down the bridge completely. You can't get to the island. They knock down the bridge completely. So where is Boston, Massachusetts going to come up with all this money for a bridge and then to put condos there? The fucking nerve. The fucking nerve. And we have a huge epidemic going on with all these drugs in Boston. It is crazy. So now... We are looking like a minor skid row on Massachusetts Ave in Boston. It's disgusting. And, and it deeply saddens me because I know personally people who are down there. And it, and it you know, there's nothing that I could do but... Um, but talk about it and shed some light and maybe somebody that's listening. I don't know. You know, just, we need to shed light on the parts of our areas in our country that the democratics or whoever is running our state or the mayor of this major city of your state is allowing this stuff to happen. It is unacceptable to have a group of addicts, nodding off in a safe haven with drugs. Who allows that? Cops drive by and they watch people shoot up on the street. Like, it is nuts. It is nuts. Like, if you want to take a child down there, like, you drive and you tell your child, like, don't do drugs, like, that should scare the shit out of them. Like, this shit out of them. I mean, it's real here. So anyways, um, I'll tell you like a personal story of mine. I have personally lost a lot, a lot of friends to the disease of addiction. A lot, a lot, a lot. It is so, and like I know some people don't understand it. And you never really can understand it unless you know somebody who's in active addiction or if you're in active addiction yourself. But then there is the part that people recover, though, and they find a way. Call it what you want, a green light, a green switch, like, you know, the switch turned on. You know, you had an epiphany, an awakening, and you just say, I don't want to do this shit no more. And whatever, you know, kicks that in for you or kicks that in for the people that are in addiction right now or in active recovery, it's just, it's something that, like, you know, you have to, I guess, just go through, you know. Um, that's as an addict out here in Boston. And, then, you know, it's so great out here, too. Even during, like, COVID, they shut, and that's another fucked up thing. Do you know that people cannot go to their meetings, like their AA or NA meetings, because of COVID? Like, so in March, everybody that had recovery got shut down. 
all these meetings in Boston got shut down. And you don't even know how big AA and NA is here in Boston, Massachusetts. It's huge because our epidemic here is huge. So, you know, therefore, like, the recovery is just so, it's just so beautiful. And then to have this pandemic, right, because of an election and because of the Democrats, those evil, evil people that are running. Not saying, you know, you anybody who's a Democrat. I'm saying the Democrats that are running our states right now and that are running Congress right now. Evil motherfucking people. Who are feeding our American people drugs anyways? Meth has never been in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> are you serious? How did meth make it here? I mean, yeah, it was here, whatever, like maybe here, there, but it was never here, here. It's here, here. Like three years, here, here. Just like when before the, the fentanyl was the heroin, but the heroin's gone and now it's just a straight fentanyl, which is even worse. But I'm 38, again, so growing up, um, it was the DEER program, and the guy would just come in and say, don't use drugs, ba ba ba. Nobody knew nothing. What did we know? Don't use drugs. Okay. But then, like, you know, my perceiving notion of that is when you get older, you drink, you smoke a little weed, you do a little this, you do a little that. But who's to know that? Like, at such a young age, like, drinking 15, 16, like, how do you to know that you have any tendencies, like, on still continuing to drink or still continuing to, you know, use pills or whatever, you know? And then it escalates to more and harder and harder drugs. But that's the thing, like, and that's why, like, looking back and, like, trying to, like, and it's so, so, I know I keep saying, like, but it's so... I don't know how to say it, like, because looking back, you're like, yeah, I'm going to drink. I'm going to do this. I don't care. You know, in younger years, um, you know, when you're 15, 16, you want to do this, you want to do that. But, like, your mind's not, you know, you're not developed yet. You're really not. So that's why they say 21 years old, 21 years old. But even then, sometimes people take it to another extent. Anyways, so... I have a lot of people in my life who passed away, a lot. A lot of my generation is knocked off, a lot of it. Um, I personally have four um, ex-boyfriends who have died from this disease. God rest their souls. Um, not going to get too deep into that part because um, it's a little personal, you know, but it it's real. And I wanted just to tell you guys that, it's real here. Everything that's, you know, everything that's not said in mainstream media, I will always try to give the full background and the full story on it to you ladies. Because, you know, again, we are women. We get taken advantage of, right, in certain situations like drinking and drugging, um, which, you know, you know, going out, drinking at bars, anything like, you know, and I'm not even now I'm just now going on to a kind of a different topic. 
you know, I'm going into like the woman empowerment situation, how we're women and how when we do go drinking, we like, you know, guys do and would love to take advantage of us. And that's a no, no, you know, and if it's happened to you before, it's okay. I'm here to tell you it's okay. If you have been, okay, if you've gone out one night and you have drank and you've been taken advantage of, it's okay. You don't have to keep drinking. You don't have to keep numbing yourself. You don't have to keep beating yourself up about it. You don't. Talk to somebody about it. Talk to somebody. And speak up about it. Have a voice about it. You're not a victim. You survived. You are not a victim anymore. You have survived. You are a woman now. You, you have a voice. Before, women didn't believe that we had voices. So, and that's where I see a lot, and that's where I'm just going to, like, you know, wrap back around this again. And that's where a lot of women, like, that's why a lot of women use alcohol and drugs because of their upbringing or how they have, um, you know, have been sexually assaulted as a young child or, you know, raped by a loved one or touched by a loved one. And, like, I know, like, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, I get it. There's like alcohol and drugs are a gateway to numb yourself. But today, like ladies, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. And you just, you don't, you don't. We're women, we're strong women, um, very strong women. And like I say to you ladies all the time, if nobody has told you that today, I'm telling you. We cannot be on the opposite team. We have to stay in the same team as always. Um, I just wanted to like kind of shed a light on that really because the 31st is coming up quick and we hold vigils here too for people who passed away. And everybody gets to put in a picture of their loved one that has lost and has lost their battle to drugs. And let me tell you something. I stand at that vigil for about two hours, guys, as pictures get goosebumps <laughs> as those pictures flick up and you know how many of those people are entered like not not entered but like you know put in by their family members or by whoever oh my god I get goosebumps so bad because when I go to these vigils I know a lot of these people that pictures are being popped up oh I get such bad goosebumps <laughs> But no, like it, it's serious, guys. This is—I know—is this a serious podcast right now? But um, yeah, it's it's serious out here. And like you know, just to get away from the pandemic and the politics of the world right now. Even though I'm still talking politics, because politics intertwine into everything, no matter how you slice it and dice it, guys. You don't have to believe in what I believe in. All you have to do is get something out of this podcast. You don't have to believe. You can be like, oh, this bitch is talking about this again. Yes, I am because it's my belief and it's just what I believe in. Nobody has to believe in what I believe in. I'm not trying to do that. But I just do believe that the Dems that are running our states right now and our country right now are literally killing us, killing our children. You know, like these I see kids on that mat, on that fucking methadone mile, meth, meth mile, methadone mile, whatever you want to call it, because there's methadone clinics there too. 
So, oh yeah, there's methadone clinics there. So there's like four back-to-back methadone clinics is, you know, all that, which I would never, you know, but that's just, that's just a whole nother topic. But, um, yeah, so down on Massachusetts Ave, they, um, it's just sad. So, um, to end on that note, really, with that, because now we're into 20 minutes. Now, um, I really, I really touched base on that. And I just wanted to give you guys, like, a little dynamic of, you know, what's going on with, you know, the people who are running this country right now. Like, why is this allowed to happen? And who is signing off on letting me, I mean, not letting, like, because people need to sleep. People, need, you know what I mean? These people, you know, people need to sleep. And people, you know, they're pitching tents on Mass Ave and all that stuff. And people need to sleep. Like, but where are our politicians to help these people, to help us? Where are they to clean up and give us more shelters? How did you just shut down all that shit and then promise? And then years later, like it's been three years now, four years maybe. And then like not to rebuild it, to just like not even? Where does all this money go? All this money that I know that I hear because I go to like, you know, my city halls and I listen to when, you know, the drug, the drug, um, counselors come in and they want to talk to the kids and they said that they got all these grants. They get all these grants. Okay. You get all these grants, build a fucking bridge, build a fucking system. Where was all this money? The Democrats in order to give us people, the PUA money, the um, pandemic money, they wanted a blank check basically for $2.5 trillion. Trump was like, yeah, let's give the people their money, you know, because they're going to run there. They ran out. Oh, no, we want $2.5 trillion to give the American people any money. What? What? Are you serious? And then they went on vacation and then Trump had to override them all and give us the money. Oh, but about those mail-in votes, where does that $2.5 trillion go to? Can you, can, that's a lot of fucking money they wanted. And where does that go to? To them. To them to live lavishly in the Hamptons while we, the middle class, sit here and take their bullshit. And while our children, because they are children that are using drugs now, you know what I mean? I'm 38. I'm a woman. You know what I mean? But there were children up like to 16 years old that are shooting fentanyl in their arms, even 13 years old. Where is the responsibility in this? Where? And this is where we need to get back on track and we need to really set our priorities. And once 2020 is fucking over, man, oh, I can't wait. I just really hope that everything goes the way it's supposed to go because if it doesn't, then <laughs> we're all screwed. But, you know, so on August 31st, um, will be the day we set the balloons off, black balloons in the air for um, our loved ones that we've lost to addiction here in Boston. Um, I'd like some feedback, though, on what you guys do. And if you guys are aware of the date, and if you guys are aware of the month, and if you guys do vigils, what, what goes on in your uh, town, 
con uh, your town and your yeah, country if you're in a different country or because um, I do have a couple of people in England that listen. Haley, shout out. Um, I know it's a touchy um, subject. I know everybody has a different view and it's okay. But again, I am just basically stating what goes on here in Boston and what it's how it got worse from three to four years ago to now and how it's gotten worse since I was younger to now. You know, um, all right, ladies, we're hitting the 25 minute mark here. And I wanted to end in like a great note, but I really don't know how. But if you got, this is what I'm just going to say, okay? Because, you know, the dynamic of this show is for me to, it's Boston Coffee Talk with Muffy. So I'm going to be talking about Boston. I'm going to be talking about my culture, how I grew up here and how everything works here. And, um, you know, from my point of view, from my standpoint of view, from my standpoint point of view, like this is how I view things from here. Okay, and if you ladies would like to listen, keep continuing to listen. I'm sorry about that first podcast, too. I know there was a lot of music in the background, but not all the podcasts are like that. I don't do that like that no more. But um, if you guys didn't know now, you know, August 31st, you can, you know, if you know somebody who is even sick and suffering still or anything, set off some black balloons or just, you know, um, a moment of silence for the day, you know, still for the sick and suffering and for the ones that we have lost to this disease. I've lost many, 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 and it's heart wrenching and it's heart breaking. And I just can't even tell you guys, ladies, <laughs> I say guys, but I mean, ladies, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, it's even weird for me to talk about it. Like, I don't even know how I was going to talk about this with you ladies today. I hope I explained it as much as possible in 30 minutes because it's a very touchy subject. Like, a lot of people might not agree with – I'm not even like, not even agreeing with me, but I'm just saying how things go out here for our drug epidemic, our huge drug, drug epidemic that's going on here in Boston, Massachusetts. And it's huge, and something needs to be done about it. And it starts with the politicians. It starts with your governor and mayor. And I know my governor and mayor want to build on that island. They want to build condos. That's why it's so important, ladies, to get out and vote, especially if you're an addict as a woman. Oh, we go through so much as women as it is. Imagine adding addiction onto that. It's lethal for us. Lethal. Lethal, ladies. We have to stick together. We have to band together. You know, because when, when things divide us and we're divided, and that's, you know, if we can't stand together, we, we fall and we divide. And that's like what our constitution is based on. And as women, I think it's just best that we just band together anyways. We are certain. And I know I'm going off like, but, but like in the end, it's like we are women. 
And we take things personally. We take things literally. We take things sideways, twisted, fucking shot at you. You know what I mean? So we have all these feelings and emotions and hormones as women as it is. So just put yourself maybe in an addict shoes, a woman addict shoes. And can you imagine how much more that that poor woman is going through? When I see people picketing, you know, like, without outside, you know, with signs, I always give them a dollar, a, a couple of dollars or whatever, like water or something, like anything. I don't say, oh, look at that bum. No, because that's someone's child. That's someone's brother. That could be someone's father or, or the mother, the mother that needs to, that needs to get her fixed to go, you know, help her children or whatever, not even the fix, but whatever. That's someone's daughter out there picking it. You know what I mean? Wanting money, begging for money at the corner. And, you know, I'd like to think that I was raised right by two great parents that are still married almost 40 years in February on my birthday. I really would like to think that I was raised right and that I could get my my points across as, you know, valid as possible to you ladies. All right, we're wrapping up at 29 minutes now. I hope that I gave you a little great insight on what is going on and what is happening here in Boston today for our youth of the future. I mean, in the youth right now, the kids that are struggling, period. I really wish I had, I mean, I can't extend this for an hour, but I think a half hour is good for now. But this, this situation, this conversation could go on and I could, and I probably should have explained it better, but right now this is how I feel. I should end it. And then you guys can give me your feedback on it. Thank you guys. This is Boston Coffee Talk episode seven with Muffy. And I'm going to end it on this note. And if nobody told you today, you are beautiful inside and out, ladies, okay? Have an awesome day and rock it, okay? Rock it till you put your head down on that pillow at night. But make sure at night you tell yourself in that mirror that you are worth it.